my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Yo, yo, what up, what up, what up? What's good this morning with everybody? On this Monday morning, man. I know y'all pop in when y'all pop in. It's getting warm out here now. 70 degrees at 5.30 when I was running this morning. So summer is here. Make sure y'all stay hydrated, man. But we're going to get this thing popped off. I know a lot of folks been asking uh, when the next live podcast episode as far as StreamYard and having guests and stuff in, man. Man, I don't even know, bro. I've been running around so much. I've just been taking advantage of, of, you know, creating podcast episodes via Facebook Live. But all this ripping and running, I don't know when the next time we're going to have a StreamYard live podcast to where, you know, y'all can come in and share your thoughts. More than one-on-one. But it is what it is. We make do. Salute to everybody. Shout out to the sponsors, Abra Insurance. Johns & Company Apparel, Manscaped. Make sure you go to johnsandcompany.co. Use the promo code BallHawkHMID to get 10% off. Healthy Marriage is Dope Apparel. Uh, Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Promo code the Ballhawk Show to get 20% off. And um, go to abrainsurance.net, man. They definitely take care of you. Um, but, yeah, bro, you know, no, no stream y'all this week. Stefan, man, you know, I've been, been moving and shaking, bro. Moving and shaking. With my kids and stuff, with soccer and track. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. That's why I created my own platform. I can kind of give you what I want to pause, you know. It's a good thing it is like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Facebook is more my lane, Facebook Live. Um, I do got a YouTube channel that I had to rebuild, and I'm just being lazy as hell, bro. Trying to get over 1,500 subscribers, that, that's that's tough. So once they shut down that first page, I've just been super lazy. And Instagram, I don't do a lot of Instagram Live. I think you could do a bunch of people on Instagram Live, though. But uh, Facebook Live been more in my lane just because a lot of people I grew up with and stuff. <clears throat> I talk to them on Facebook. This the old head lane, I guess. I am an old head. But, uh, Mar, what's good with you? But let's go ahead and get into the NBA playoffs, man. I want to say the NBA playoffs has been very entertaining. I don't have a favorite team. I don't have a dog in the race. But I've been highly entertained. It's been a nice mixture of, you know, road teams winning, home teams winning. Um, the old adage, the playoffs don't start until the road team wins the game. So I put out on my Facebook page how important is winning game one. To me, I think the answer is it's not important unless the road team wins the game. Like, I think the road team could get an upper hand because it's called 
home field advantage, home court advantage for a reason. And if you take full advantage of your home court and you just protect your home court, if you're the higher seed, you're going to win the series. Just win at home, protect the home court. Um, I would like to see in the last five years what the numbers say, right? Because I know that in this totality, teams who won game one probably win, I think, like 70%, 75% of the series. But in the last five years, I like to revisit that, you know, when it comes to teams that win game one. I think LeBron is the outlier because I think a lot of times his teams lose game one and then he comes back and wins. So I think he's the outlier to that to that question. Uh, but a team like the, like the Hawks, it was important for them to win game one in New York to try to see how they respond because both teams, that's uncharted water. So trying to see how they can adjust. Um, that game was entertaining. Phoenix, I thought it was very important for them to win game one versus the Lakers. You, you can't let the Lakers come in and just beat you and strip away your home court because you're going to need every bit of help you can get. Um, who else? It was important for Memphis to get out and win game one, especially with Spider not playing. I thought that was important for them. Put the owners on Utah. Get them in the old war with me. Here we go again. Overachieving type of vibe. Um, who else? Won game one that, was, that wasn't supposed to win game one in the eyes of everybody else. Milwaukee won. I know Miami fought them two for nail. I think everybody expect Miami to return to the finals because of what they did last year. It's going to be tougher for them. It's going to be tougher than them because they're not going to, in a sense, sneak up on everybody. Um, the Wizards and the 76ers was a good game. I think we all know that the Wizards are top heavy. They don't have a lot of depth that, get them, that gives them points. Their stars have to be lights out for them to have a chance versus the 76ers, you know, Tobias Harris went nuts. And and that carried the Sixers through, you know. And B didn't even go nuts like that. Oh, oh, and the Nuggets lost to the Portland Trailblazers. That's huge. For Portland to win that game one, and Denver was huge for them. Oh, they needed that. They had to split one. They couldn't, they couldn't go back to Portland 2-0. I'm sorry. Not that team. Nobody. And I was kind of surprised. I like their game plan versus Jokic. Make him score. Eliminate his playmaking abilities. But then again, playmaking abilities all like like Westbrook said to uh Shaq and Kenny and, and Charles Barkley and Ernie, the hardest part of, of a triple double is the assist because you can't make the shots that your teammates are taking. So for folks to say, oh, you know, Jokic ain't had that many assists, that still come down to the person receiving the pass. Like, they got to make the shot. But if you make sure he just scored and that's it, I, I think that's a smart thing. Shaq said it going into the uh, 76ers game. He was like, he'd rather let Embiid get off and nobody else versus allowing a guy like Tobias Harris to be getting off because... When you have the others getting off, you in a world of pain. So, 
the, the uh, playoffs been dope, man. It's been dope. It's been fun. How would Julius Randle respond? He struggled the first game. Trey, Trey Young was, Trey Young is a killer. Hey, salute to uh, what's your boy name that come off the bench, man? That's with the Clippers. That's with the Hawks now. God dang, I just Lou Williams. Salute to Lou Williams for that third quarter versus the Knicks. Especially the last two minutes of the third quarter. And then some of the fourth quarter. He was getting buckets. I remember he had a, he had a mid-range. He did a two-for-one hit a mid-range. Then came down, hit a transition three, a semi-transition three. Then he had a nice pick and roll, had a bullet pass to the corner. Lou Williams was balling. And then Trey came in and started getting to the free throw line. He shot like nine free throws in the fourth quarter. Nice behind the back to uh, to Gallinari. I mean, a nice pass to Gallinari. He hit a three. Then a nice behind the back to DeAndre Hunter. He hit a three. Then a nice swing pass to, what is it? Uh, last thing start with a B in the left corner. Then he had another pass from the baseline to the right corner. That dude pump faked the Nick guy and shot another three. So that was a good-ass game. What's good with you, Kev? A lot of a lot of terrible three-point shooting this weekend, missing open looks. <laughs> uh, back to playoff P, eight of eighteen, and Kawhi nine of twenty-two. Oh yeah, the Clippers lost. The Clippers lost. They lost the first game. I mean, I know he had the body that the little dunk where all them dudes looked at home and they got dunked on, but the Clippers took an L too. So you got the Clippers took an L and the Lakers took an L. And Utah took an L. Yo. And Denver took an L. So in the West, the only top seed that won was the Suns. Brooklyn won, Milwaukee won, 76ers won. Was the only upset in the East, the Hawks and the, and the Knicks? Was that the only upset in the East, really? That I could think of while I'm driving, my bad. I'll look down next time I get a pause in the lights. Who else? Who else? In, who else? In the, am I forgetting somebody in the playoffs? Let me know, man. Am I, am I forgetting somebody? Yeah, because Boston lost to, to Brooklyn. They was a part of the play-in game. The Wizards lost to the 76ers. Atlanta beat New York. And we said Milwaukee. And we said the 70 Yeah. Yeah, I already said the Grizz upset the Jazz. Yeah. They needed that win. They definitely needed that win with Spider out. It is, it is a walk, it is a welcoming sight though to see Memphis and Utah because the old school big men are on the floor. You know what I'm saying? The two bigs they have aren't your typical bigs who gonna shoot a lot of threes but uh Memphis big you know he can shoot mid-range and, and stuff it was good to see Aiden get off that first game versus the Lakers 
I told y'all Devin Booker was going to get his buckets. Devin Booker is a bucket getter, baby. That's what he do. He gets buckets. You know what I'm saying? George said he believed that the Grizz can take the series over the Jazz. They definitely can. See, the Jazz is a team that, what, was making 16 three-pointers a game, which was the NBA record. So that old ad is there by the three, die by the three. That's that's what happens when you play against a three-point shooting team. You just got to take advantage of every possession because it only it takes half for them to come back against you. So with the Jazz, early in the game, they made a three. Then you know, Memphis scored first with a two, they made a three. Memphis hit another two, they hit a three. Memphis hit another two, they missed a three. Memphis hit another two, they missed a three. Memphis hit another two. You know what I'm saying? They just kept chipping away. And before you know it, they started playing that that line, especially the skip pass. When somebody uh, drive baseline, they was playing that opposite corner passing lane. The same passing lane that the Hawks was getting versus the Knicks. They was getting that pass. They can't blame Doc this season if they lose this series. <laughs> oh, man. Who the hell the Clippers playing anyway, bro? I forgot. Somebody let me know who the Clippers playing. I forgot who the... I just got to... Oh, they playing Dallas. That's right. Yeah, they're going to lose. Dallas beat them last year, right? Yeah, that's a bad matchup for the Clippers, bro. That's a bad matchup for them, bro. Because Luka is just a problem. He's just a problem, bro. Slow motion for me is a problem. Yeah, Dallas going to beat the Clippers again. It's not a good matchup for the Clippers, man. It's like, it's like boxing style make fights. And the and, and the Mavericks just got their number, man, because they're going to push the tempo. And then Luka just going to do Like, everybody, don't nobody want to see Luka. As much as you got all these perimeter shutdown defenders in Kawhi and Paul George, they don't want no parts of Luka. Luka be dogging them. When we gonna, hey yo, when we gonna hold Kawhi accountable? Kawhi, you better not be switching on the screens. We already talk about Pleasure P, because in the playoffs, he everybody's sweet loving. He everybody's cupcake. He play for the other team. No disrespect, Paul George. You are a bona fide bucket. Like, you, you're dope as a player. I don't want you to think I'm dissing you. I'm just saying. They calling you Pleasure P, man. You got to erase that. We ain't in the bubble either, so you, you you ain't got that excuse. Like, you could ball, man. Like, but God dang, bro. What is it about the playoffs, man? Like, that's why you got to start respecting dudes who can ball in the postseason. It's a different type of mental warfare you got to overcome. It's like, I ain't going to call the man sorry or the bum, but he struggled in the postseason with his with his mentals, man. Like you gotta you gotta go holler at LeBron and go holler at somebody and, and how to visualize or something, bro. Cause your you, you, you play just be dropping. It doesn't elevate. It declines. The Clippers won last year's series. The Clippers beat Luka last year. I thought the I thought the I thought Dallas beat the Clippers last year. Damn, why am, am I tripping? 
Damn, my bad. Appreciate that, Tez. If they beat Dallas last year, then my bad. I thought Dallas beat them. Luka got hurt or something. Somebody got hurt, right? That kind of helped the Clippers end up winning that. I stand corrected. Damn, I thought they beat them last year. Who beat the Clippers in the playoffs last year? Somebody let me know. I'm about to park soon, man. See, that's the only thing about doing these lives. I ain't got no notes and stuff in front of me. You know, this is straight freestyle. Little car, you got it. The Nuggets, okay. The Nuggets, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Nuggets did beat them, yeah, yeah. Show sure enough, they show sure enough did. I was just thinking about when Luka hit that step back, when Bobby Smurda switched on to him, and like Paul George had him at first, then he got the switch with Bobby Smurda. That's Bobby Jackson, by the way. And then he hit the step back. So yeah, 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 y'all right. All right, so now we can chop it up, I'm stopped. Um, so look, man, I've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of feedback and stuff from the uh, Kwame Brown situation. Salute to everybody that shared and has been commenting on the real about Kwame Brown video that I made. That's like 16 minutes long. Like it's gotten shared a bunch of times. It's like 10,000. Well, I think it's like 16,000 views now, which is crazy. It's amazing, like stuff that go viral. Um, but I've been getting a lot of DMs and people have been asking me, do I feel like he's going crazy or is he crazy or you know what i'm saying that that type of those type of questions and here's my thing bro again i'm not a i'm not a, a specialist or nothing you know what i'm saying like i ain't i ain't i don't have a doctorate a doctorate or anything i don't got no phd i'm just giving my feedback on the exchanges through social media that all the parties involved has been having right so my thing is, how do I want to put this? Sometimes, man, you just got to get stuff off your chest. That, that's what social media is, right? Everybody takes the social media to get stuff off their chest. Whether you typing, whether you go live. We all have a platform now. Like, everybody has a platform. Um... His fake, his 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 Twitter page, not Twitter, his YouTube page has blown up for real, right? Because in this, in everybody else's eyes, it's drama, and the world loves drama. The dude speaking his truth, basically protecting his brand, protecting his name, because it's been thrown in the mud for so long that he can do that. Like if people on TV got podcasts and stuff, and they talking hella trash about athletes over and over and over, the athlete has every right to utilize their platform. In the same manner, whether you like it or you don't like it. And you can't start trying to say somebody's going crazy or somebody is overkilling or somebody's going too far because 
they're doing what the conglomerates are doing. Like these shows are scheduled to come on every single day or this part, these podcast episodes are dropped by these organizations like twice a week, three times a week, depending on what their schedule is. You can't get mad at an ex-athlete for creating a schedule to combat everything that's said about them. Even if they revisit an old stuff. Because we all wonder, like, damn, we wonder what homie think about how they talking about him. We all wonder how any athlete feels about an analyst saying they a scrub or they trash or they sorry or they soft or they ain't got no heart or they selfish because we do the same thing. We do the same. Like if somebody come out here and be like, man, so-and-so get, went on my damn nerves and they tag you, you're going to respond. Or somebody say something about you, you're going to respond. Like, at the end of the day, man, we human. At the end of the day, I ain't going to say somebody doing too much. You know what I'm saying? But for, I'm not going to call Kwame crazy. He's not crazy to me. He's not. He's not crazy to me. I'm not even, like, looked at or try to overanalyze him and be like, oh, my God. Is he the downstairs brain right now? Is he the upstairs brain? Is he using his wise owl? Is his dog barking? Not doing that. I'm sitting back and I'm enjoying his platform just like I enjoy all the smoke platforms, just like I enjoy undisputed platform. First things first. The list goes on and on of platforms I enjoy. We all enjoy podcasts of people talking. Whether you say they are chatty, patty, gossiper, people look at Wendy Williams. Ain't no disrespect to who, like if I say something like, gossip and then I say a show. It's no disrespect to them, but if that's their lane and they report on things that are going on in the world, a lot of times folks come to, I'm a little media head. So the, the people that know me are coming to me for sports news because it's in one hub. They don't want to go around. See, here goes Leon said he definitely crazy. Define crazy, bro. Like, I just want folks to define crazy. That's my thing. Because that's why we got here. That's how we got here with him responding because he got me thinking, like, it's little words that we use or little phrases that we use with ease that are powerful. Oh, he said he's not. Oh, my bad. He said definitely not. He forgot to put not. So he screamed not. My bad, Leon. says not. But even the folks that say he is, Leon didn't say he was. But for the folks that say he is, how, why is it so easy for us to say somebody is, quote, crazy? You know what I'm saying? Is it just because they stepping out more in which we would personally? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I know as an analyst, when I'm breaking down, a, breaking down a player, using the descriptors I have for a player, I use it towards them. Because I try to put myself in a situation where if I was them, I would have did this. But I try to, over the years, I stopped saying a player is selfish. I stopped saying a player is scared. I stopped saying a player don't have any heart. I stopped even saying a player, dis like, I don't even go that route. You feel what I'm saying? Because to me, you don't even, like, we don't even know. Let me unplug this right quick. We don't even know. And it's strong words to use towards somebody to say, oh, they ain't got no heart. Oh, they scared. Oh, they this. Oh, they that. 
That's a huge assumption to make. And it's dangerous because that's somebody's brand. Dog, we gotta realize that's somebody's brand that that we critiquing and, and can depending on your platform. Your platform can create a narrative that can diminish that brand. That their brand might can't withstand your critique. Because your brand might be bigger than theirs. You know, go from co-signing to destroying. Now, if you feel like you just speaking your opinion, then that's fine. You put that in there like, in, in my opinion, blah, blah, blah. But some people are like, like a Stephen, they be like, he be matter of fact with it. You know what I'm saying? And then Kwame's situation, Stephen A. just went too far. You can't be talking to young people in college and do some of the stuff he did. Like, he did some stuff that, that crossed the line and was wrong. And he should be held accountable for that. Like, what Kwame said about him was, was right, man. When you go back and look at it, like, every platform he got on, he was dissing and it was just dumb. It was, for like, for no reason. Like, you ain't got to go to to no other platforms and and make it a point to say nobody's name. Like, you don't got to do that. You don't got to do that, man. You better than that. You create ways. Like, he definitely got paid off of destroying Kwame Brown. He got, he got a pay increase for that. Because everybody loved him for saying, Kwame Brown, you're seven feet. You got little hands. You got little feet. Like, how does that work? I'm not oh, you all right. You all right? Like, how does that work? And I think that's the point he was making. Like, if, if somebody is a subject and you're critiquing their game, then yeah, you can you may you may think somebody's a scrub on the scale of a professional, right? Compared to all pros or compared to the expectations you set for them, they may feel like a scrub to you, right? Oh, I forgot my key in a cup. But overall, they still made it. So I ain't saying you can't say somebody a scrub, but you got to put it in context. In my opinion, a fan is a fan can say a player scrub. They fans, but when you reach when you have your own platform, it's a responsibility. But yeah, I ain't preaching to y'all or nothing. But I don't think the dude. I don't. I don't think he's he's crazy. I think he really opened. He opened my eyes to a lot of things, bro. He's making me more responsible as an analyst. I tell you that. He had me reevaluating the way I break down uh, players and, and what they can and can't do and, and how I describe what they can and can't do, the words that I use and how powerful they can be, positive and negative. So I get with y'all, man. Y'all be easy. Peace. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation. 
with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 